It's not really spiking. Oh yeah, I guess it is, I suppose. Hello! Oh! I'm talking loud. Okay, okay, perfect. It works. I'm just not a loud talker. Okay. That's okay. Now watch me comically get into my skin. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> okay, yeah, we're still getting um, our lives together and we don't have the proper oh we don't have the proper <laughs> be careful. We don't have the proper stools yet. So getting in and out is a bit of a challenge, and that's okay. The effort is being made. That's okay. And that's what's important. Oh, hi, guys. Oh, hi. How are we doing? Oh. I'm doing great. (laughs) Thank you for asking. Good. How are you doing? I'm seated now. I'm seated. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's going to actually see this, but we're testing our video recording. Let me fix my mic. Um, so you may or may not see this, or parts of it, right? Somewhere. Spotify has a we'll video feature it. now. We'll, we'll see it. We'll see it. We'll watch it yeah, and appreciate I that. it. Yeah, I've that, and I've actually, there's a couple podcasts I've been listening to that, that do the video. They do the video? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should probably start doing that for, at yeah. least some of them. At least some of them. Hey, we're back after a two-week We're break. back. It has been a hot, long minute. Sorry about that, guys. We, um, struggle to live. But you know that already. <laughs> you know this. No one's surprised when we're like, no. we're going to just peace out for a week or two. We'll it's be back. It's just because we like, physically need to recover. Yeah. We got life going on. Yeah. It's all good, though. Yeah. I mean, fine. if we could do this full time, I'm sure we would. In a heartbeat, I would yeah. do this full time. Yeah. yeah. But in this economy? No. In this economy? <laughs> no. Come on Not now. in this economy. I got um, a German Shepherd to feed. Yeah. A big one. So, for those who have never listened to this before, this is Cookies and Crime. I'm Mindy. I'm Renee. And we just talk about crime and have snack time. Sure do. Yeah. Disclaimer, we are not experts in anything, so... But we have a lot of strong opinions. We have a lot of opinions. And we're not afraid to use them. we have frequent bouts of hyperfixation, so Mm -hmm. this is the result. So, today's case, I want to preface today's case... With um, telling you guys that my mission in talking about today's case is to convince Mindy she's wrong. (laughs) When I told her that we were doing this case and the angle that I was going to take on it, she was like, no, you're wrong. Incorrect. Yeah, because (laughs) she's not convinced. And most of you are probably going to be like, no, you're all you're I agree with Mindy. You're wrong. Have you watched any video of that dude? I, I'm not saying you're wrong about that, Guilty. but I am saying... Guilty. But I am saying... My man did. There, <laughs> there is inconclusive information out there. Okay. Okay. We ready to dive in? Let's do it. You ready to see if I can convince you? Okay. Lacey Rosha was born in May of 1975 in Modesto, California to Sharon and Dennis Rosha. She has a brother named Brent and a sister named Amy, and it's a very, like, tight-knit family. They're very close. They all kind of, like, live in the same area of California, which is kind of nice. They're all really close. Um, In 1994, Lacey goes away for college, and she starts dating. She meets and starts dating her soulmate, Scott Peterson. No! (laughs) Lacey, no! (laughs) Lacey, no! Lacey, run! Um, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. This was probably unfortunate for her. But uh, so the two dated for two years before Scott finally proposed in 1997, six, 1996, 1997 is when they were married. Um, And eventually they actually so after they went on a honeymoon to Tahiti, which sounds like a blast. And then they came back to California, specifically San Luis Obispo and opened a burger joint. Just hmm. kind of fun. I didn't realize didn't that. Didn't know that, did you? Yeah, ya? I didn't know it that. It was called The Shack. Okay. And they only ran it for like a few years before they ended up moving back to Modesto, where Lacey's family was from. Because they were a very family-oriented couple, right, right. which was kind of nice. Um, so once they're in Modesto, they buy this nice three-bedroom house in a very nice neighborhood, very suburbs, mm-hmm. very cute. They started settling, and it was like a mild fixer-upper. So uh, Scott is a woodworker. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of renovations on the house. 
And Lacey really loved interior design, so she made it her little project to kind of redo the inside as well. So it was kind of nice. They were, like, nesting. Yeah. You know? Very cute newlywed kind of stage. So Scott began working once in Modesto, too. He started working for a company called Tradecore as a fertilizer salesman, and Lacey started uh, substitute teaching. And everything was perfect for a little while, except... One thing, they had a problem conceiving. They really wanted to start a family. Mm -hmm. And Lacey had a hard time with that. Um, So it took them longer than they would have liked. But she did eventually get pregnant in 2002 with their first baby, a little boy named Connor. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I remember when this was nationwide. I mean, maybe worldwide news. And Connor was a big part of why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this was everywhere. You couldn't turn on the TV without hearing their... Honestly, this might be the first, like, huge true crime, like, sensational true crime story that I, like, really remember. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Watching on TV, like, unfold. Because it was so... And I'm going to dive into this. It was very sensationalized. Yes. Which is, like... Good, I guess, but in some respects, it was right. not good. Like yeah. you want awareness for stuff like this because if people know something, you need they need to know that sure. there's a problem that they should probably report on. But like, I think there's a thing. There's there's like a line for where sure. the media becomes way too involved. For sure, for sure. Things like where, where juries like start to it. get muddied. Yeah, like well, it's look at the, like okay, look at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. Yes, like, yeah. Like how much like people went nuts i mean i'm gonna be the first to admit that i definitely watched that live but who, yeah, we all why know. would why would we do that why did we do that why, why did, did we, we watch that? it and live on, honestly it was so gross yeah and like you know like the dirty the the, the personal details the mud that, slinging that we didn't that, need to know we did not need to see the trial Man. it could have been behind closed Man, doors we ate that shit up we so did and yeah, this is a very similar yeah, it's true very similar kind of thing so anyway okay Back to May of twenty of two thousand two. I was gonna say twenty twenty. I was like, that's way that's way wrong. Um, okay, so baby Connor, they are pregnant with baby Connor. Christmas Eve comes around, December twenty fourth, two thousand two. The Petersons get up for breakfast. They eat together like they usually do most mornings. Scott decides he's gonna go fishing. He just got a new boat. He's gonna go fishing, and Lacey is gonna stay home. Do a little bit of cleaning. She's going to go walk the dog. She's in this stage of her pregnancy where she's, like, discouraged from having too much physical activity. Is she a third trimester? She she was, like, eight and a half months, nine months. She was, like, getting ready to pop. And so her doctor was like, okay, it's great that you're active, but maybe calm down a little bit. Um, So it doesn't sound like she stuck to that because she was mopping the floors she was dr- walking the well, I mean, dog. Like, like, I get that, too, to a certain extent. Like She doesn't want to sit like, still. The home. And, yeah. And a lot of like, you know, women have those anxious personalities where dude. they're like, I don't want to sit. Oh, I don't yeah. want to sit still. Bed rest sounds terrible. Especially, like, if it's your first and, like, every movement, every sensation, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're like. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was her plan for the day. She was going to go walk the dog. She was going to go do a little bit of cleaning. Um, A little while later that day. Not later that day, probably within an hour or two. It was not long after they they went their separate ways for the morning. A neighbor finds their dog Mackenzie, the Peterson's dog Mackenzie, wandering loose around the neighborhood with a muddy collar and leash. She's like, this is weird. Why is Mackenzie just running around the neighborhood? Where's Lacey? Where's Scott? Okay, uh, so she catches Mackenzie and she puts Mackenzie back into the backyard, the Peterson's backyard, and she's like, "That's weird." Maybe someone got distracted. Yeah. She doesn't like do anything beyond putting the dog back in the yard because she probably doesn't ex- like see it as a huge red flag. Sure, she's sure. like, "This is confusing," but I'm gonna just take care of the dog because he's right. I mean, she's right in front of me. If it were me, and I knew the neighbor, and I had yeah. the number, I would like text. And be like, hey, right. hey, are you okay? Like, hey, 2002, I, found the dog. I would yeah. be knocking on doors. Yeah, I found the dog. Like, I'd probably try to walk, to, especially because if, if you live in the neighborhood, you know Lacey is very far along. Right. Very, very pregnant. I would assume she fell. That, or like, I would know, go looking for her. a baby in the woods. Right. Try, just trying, trying yeah. to have a baby. Like, I, yeah, we know I'm our not, neighbors well. Yeah. And like, if my neighbor's dog got out of the yard, 
like I'd put, I'd obviously put the dog in the yard, but then I would call them. You communicate. Yeah. yeah. I, it sounds like the neighbor, that neighborhood was very similar to yours. They're very like aware of yeah. each other. They're kind of close. It's like, it's a small suburb. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how neighborhoods are. Yeah. So I don't want to necessarily fault this neighbor, uh, because, because I don't actually know if this is what I would do in that situation. Right. But I'm also paranoid. Maybe she's just not paranoid. And she's just like, this she's could be. Like us. She's not like us who overthinks everything and is like, a crime has happened. A we must pursue. Murdered. Yeah, exactly. 911. Exactly. So, <laughs> I found a dog. 911, <laughs> I found a dog. I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> but so, okay. So the, the neighbor puts the dog back, okay? Um, Scott gets home. Later that afternoon, he's the the lake that he went to. We're going to dive into the details after we take a short break of like exactly how that day was mapped out. But Scott was gone for most all of the morning after breakfast and then into the afternoon. He gets back home and um, he finds the house is empty, but Lacey's Land Rover's in the driveway and her purse is in the house and her keys are in the house and her wallet's in the house. He's like. Okay, well, I mean, they were planning on going to dinner at her parents. Like, they were planning a big family dinner for Christmas Eve. So he was like, maybe Sharon picked her up. And she's hanging out with her mom. Whatever. I, there's a, This is a big story of people not panicking right away. So he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So he goes in. He he just got back from fishing. So he, like, does some laundry. He changes clothes. He showers and then changes clothes. He eats a little bit, watches a little TV. Um... And eventually he's like, okay, but Lacey's not home and hasn't called. So this is a little, this is a little weird. So he calls her mom and he's like, is, uh, is Lacey over there? And her mom says, no. Um, so Sharon starts talking to Lacey's stepdad, uh, whose name I forgot already. I'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> I'm already mad. I'm like, I'm like already mad. Let me get through the story. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Sharon, Lacey's mom talks to her husband and she's like, Lacey's missing essentially and so Lacey's stepdad calls is the one who calls the police reports her missing um police search the neighborhood where she lives in where she where they lived um they search the park and they find no trace of her at all so after we take a very short break we're gonna dive into we're gonna yeah we are gonna have to wait wait (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna go back through this timeline and we're gonna get more detail this was what i just shared though this is the the story that was publicized immediately Mm -hmm. like this timeline this vague like display of details Mm -hmm. that was it okay so that now after this break we're gonna dive into the actual details okay guys we're back I'm going to take you back in time a little bit to the 23rd, the day before this happens, okay? And I promise all these details are important as per the uh, on Christmas the Eve, trial. Yeah. He did this shit on Christmas Eve. <laughs> the audacity. Someone did. Yeah, I know. It's a holiday. Mm-hmm. The audacity. December 23rd, okay? Scott and Lacey go to the salon that's run by Lacey's sister, Amy. Okay, Scott gets a haircut. Amy shows Lacey how to curl her hair. The reason this detail is important is because Lacey, when they visit the salon, she's wearing tan pants and a black shirt with flowers on it. And this is significant because that outfit is found in her house later. Okay. Why is that significant? Because in Scott's trial, the prosecution was trying to push that he killed her the night before. So the, the, the clothes that were found in the house are, are, are kind of important, which is why I'm telling you this detail that well, probably most people are going to be like, I don't actually care that they went to the salon the day before. That night, she wore blue pajamas, which were also found the next, you know, in, in, the, house. in the hamper okay. as if they were naturally put in gotcha. the hamper gotcha. after she changed. So presumably, according to this evidence that they debate about in trial, she probably survived the night of the 23rd. And was actually alive the 24th for the overview of events that I went over already. Like, that probably happened. Despite the prosecution being like, no, Scott killed her on the 23rd. It probably was the 24th. Most likely. I'm going to guess that she went missing and died on the 24th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the 23rd, that's the only reason. Also, she talked to her mom on the phone at 830 at night on the 23rd. That was the last time she talked to her mom, but it was like the night of the 23rd. Gotcha. Okay, so the 24th, here are the events as proven through various pieces of evidence and testimony. 
7 a.m., Lacey wakes up in these blue pajamas. She changes, well, she showers, changes. So Scott's claim that she was wearing blue pajamas that are in the hamper, that's confirmed. Between 8.30 and 8.45, electronic timestamps show that Lacey shopped online for a red Gap scarf and a sunflower umbrella stand. She loved sunflowers. Same girl, same. Yeah. I love sunflowers. Yeah. These details are so, like, they're Because they're humanizing. She's she's so... she seemed like such, like, a sweet... And her smile. She was so excited to have the baby, start a family. If you see pictures of her, she's... so tragic. I know. I know. She seemed like a real... Like a very genuine yeah. person too. Yeah. I always, I always felt that way too. Yeah, very soft. Um, Scott and Lacey discuss family dinner that they're planning for that night. How Lacey's going to make French toast, which is like a great idea for dinner. I personally, I love yeah, breakfast, breakfast food. For yeah, is always a good decision. Um, Lacey then curls her hair the way Amy taught her the day before. Um, the curling iron was found plugged in in the bathroom. Still, it was still plugged in. Which, if you're if you got That's pregnancy, suspicious. well, if you got pregnancy brain, yeah, and you're like, I'm gonna go walk the dog. Well, if it's off, I guess it's fine. I and yeah, I don't know if it was off or not, but it was at least plugged in, which suggests okay, she probably did curl her hair yeah. um, that morning, and probably just got a little absent-minded. Which I mean, happens even when you're not pregnant, but when you're pregnant, there's a lot of go- goofy brain. stuff happening yeah. in your head For that sure. happens. So um, between nine twenty and nine forty, Scott is seen by neighbors loading three umbrellas into his truck. He claims that as he was getting ready to leave to go fishing, Lacey was watching Martha Stewart, specifically an episode. Three umbrellas? Yeah, because he's going fish. I don't know what you do. I don't know. <laughs> I have no explanation. Okay. I don't go fishing. I don't know. Maybe if he Why like. Would one need three umbrellas? I don't know. I, I just want, I just need to. Yeah, it wasn't a body. And I think that's the important takeaway for it that wasn't part. Like a rolled up no, right, exactly. <laughs> no one saw him putting anything suspicious in his truck. Just three, just three umbrellas. umbrellas, which is weird, but not suspicious. Okay. <laughs> okay, on. okay. Clearly, we know what side Mindy lands on. Um, so, yeah, so no, he, that dude has scary eyes. He I'm had, not like, denying that either. He's not well. Definitely he's not well in the mind. narcissistic. For sure, too. Okay, but we'll we'll get we'll get into that. Oops, hold on. Hydration. Sorry, okay. hydration is very important for continuing such a such a story. Okay, so yeah, he t- he's, he mentions that and claims that Lacey was watching Martha Stewart when he left, and it was specifically an episode that was talking about meringue, like lemon meringue, mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And d- despite the prosecution's attempt to refute this, it is confirmed that the episode that was playing at that time on that day was talking about meringue so like that was conf- this part of his testimony tracks like okay. this happened um lacy asks scott to fill up the mop bucket so she could do some cleaning that morning again she's a little insane i would not be mopping at that far along in pregnancy but props to her so he does he fills up the mop bucket um at 9 50 he finally leaves but he goes to his warehouse which is where his fishing boat is and he has a warehouse. Yeah. Well, when you have a boat, do you know boat people? I know. Uh, I, mean, I know some boat people. But like, I'm I'm what you would consider a poor. So the boat people <laughs> I know are like, <laughs> I'm a poor. Like, yeah. They're not like you know. They're not like boat people. Boat yeah, people. Yeah, like yeah, these yeah, kinds yeah. of boat people. He also though because he he sells fertilizer. Okay. He does also keep like work supplies in there. Okay, okay, this okay. is like a multi-purpose warehouse, but it yeah, is also yeah. where he stores his fishing boat. So, okay. He <laughs> she's like, "Okay, whatever." So he gets to his warehouse where his fishing boat is, and between the hour of 10 and 11, he there's apparently a computer in his warehouse because he is electronically shown checking his email, browsing the internet, doing like regular computer stuff. Okay. Before he decides to, you know, let's go ahead and start actually fishing. So he's on his computer for about an hour. At 10:18, while he's at the warehouse, and that's when the neighbor finds the dog. Okay. So if you're keeping track of this timeline, this is... if the electronic evidence is is true, Scott's at his warehouse while the dog is separated from Lacey. Okay. So keep that in mind, because this is one of the things that's like, okay, we hate Scott. I'm not disagreeing with Mindy. He's trash. 
But how do you explain this? So, 1018, neighbor finds McKenzie. And the phone pings at the, the yeah, house. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, his, his internet, every way they can track him electronically shows that he's at the warehouse. Gotcha. Now, there are arguments that, like, okay, well, what if someone else was using his computer at his warehouse? But also... Or we don't know how long the dog was wandering, too. That's true, too. That's true, too. So, um, at 11.15, Scott gets to Berkeley Marina, because it was about an hour and 35-minute trip, which seemed... Oh, he leaves. Sorry. I misread my own note. He leaves for Berkeley Marina, and he gets there at 12.54, because that is when he gets a ticket from the, like, electronic, hey, I'm here ticket thingy i don't know how most boat places work but the marina has some kind of check-in mm-hmm. system for him to take and park um so that has him time stamped at twelve fifty-four. he is at berkeley marina at two fifteen, he calls lacy she doesn't pick up so he leaves a voicemail mentioning picking up a fruit basket for her grandfather remember the there voicemail? yeah 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 okay. Yeah, and he was talking about getting a fruit basket for her grandfather because remember they're having family plans that night. They were going to go have a big family dinner for Christmas Eve. Yeah, three twenty-five. There's a timestamp on a receipt that shows gas. Uh, gas. Uh, Scott getting gas at three twenty-five. Okay. Three fifty-two. Scott calls Lacey again, doesn't get an answer, and doesn't leave a voicemail that time. I feel like at that point he's like, okay. I mean, he doesn't panic when he comes home and she's gone. That's weird to me. Yeah. So either he's like, okay, she's busy. This is 2002. I don't know how attached to cell phones people were in 2002. I there is. I had a cell phone in 2002. I definitely I didn't. I, I don't think I had one until like 2004 or 5. I didn't have one until the 2010s. But like. Well, you're a little younger. I'm than a baby. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. See, she, it could have been. He just assumed, oh, she just left her cell phone while she went on a walk with the dog. Or she's doing right, something okay. else. She's mopping. She didn't hear it ring. Okay. But. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's within like a four or five hour span. He's tried to call his eight and a half month pregnant wife. Yes. Twice. Mm-hmm. And he comes home. She didn't answer. Yep. And he comes home. She's not there. Yep. And he's not worried. Yeah. That is a red flag to me. Yeah. He's so at 3:52 he would be on his way home. So I'm just going to keep playing devil's advocate for the rest of this up until I I hit the point where I actually hate him cuz I do hate I I do I don't like Scott Peterson. I want that to be established. But my opinion of who's guilty in this case is not going to match Mindy's. But I don't disagree. Ooh. I don't disagree. That's a red flag. That is As such a red part flag. Of, even if he's not guilty of a crime, that's indicative of his character. Like, he's clearly not concerned I, enough to pursue That's crazy. my super pregnant wife is yeah. not answering the phone. Now, because he is probably driving at 352, he could be thinking, I'll check on her when I get home, come home and be like, oh, you know what? It just occurred to me. She could be at her mom's. Or I'm going to make myself look good, call her twice, even though I know she's dead already because I did it. <laughs> But uh, I want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, Mindy. Or. Sure, or. You did it. <laughs> okay. Between 4.30 and 4.45 is when Scott gets home. He sees the dogs in the backyard. He sees Lacey's cars wait, in the wait, driveway. Wait, wait, He sees the dogs in the backyard yes. with a muddy leash? With a muddy leash. That's, I, honestly, though, if you think about it, okay, without the neighbor being there saying, I found your dog wandering and I put her in the backyard, if you got home and you're already a little bit not as attentive of a husband as you probably should be. Clearly. Um, if you come home and you see the dog in the backyard with a leash and your wife's not there, the dog's been put away. Maybe you think, oh, she really did just go to her mom and she's absent-minded because she's pregnant and crazy. I I'm not defending all of his actions, but I am saying this doesn't mean he killed her. Just because he's a crappy husband does not mean he killed her. <laughs> you can be one without being the other. Um, so he, that's when he, he washes his clothes. He takes a shower. He listens to voicemail. Washes his clothes. He eats food. He just went fishing. So he probably smells. And if he's not concerned about his wife, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wash this fish clothes, these fish fish clothes, but it doesn't look good. Right. It doesn't look good. Washing your clothes when your wife is missing. It sure doesn't. Sure doesn't. So he, uh, 
517 is when he finally calls Sharon and Lacey's stepfather, Ron. That's his name. His name's Ron. Stepdad Ron. So he calls them and he's like, is Lacey with you? They say no at 547. So it takes 30 minutes. Maybe it's 30 minutes of them looking or panicking. I'm not sure, but it takes 30 minutes. And then Ron finally calls 911 and reports are missing. So that that's the other thing that bothered me is the husband didn't call the authorities. I don't like that. Yeah. That, I- yeah. I'm not defending his character here. He's trash. I'm not defending him. But I am saying it also doesn't... It, it doesn't resolutely point to he killed her. But let's move on. <laughs> Mindy's okay. like, okay. At 6 p.m. is when the police search East La Loma Park, which is where she typically walked Mackenzie. Um... They eventually expanded the search to Berkeley Marina, and this is why. The husband is always the first suspect. Always. Yeah. The spouse is always the first sorry one they husbands. look at. Sorry, husbands. Uh, sorry, wives. If your husband sh- turns up dead, you're the first suspect automatically. It's That's true. Just, it's, just, it's just they always go for the spouse. Yeah, typically. statistically, you're more likely to be killed by someone close to you. So they just police wah, just wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> don't trust anyone. But that that's why like police immediately like top number one suspect Scott Peterson. They so so this this is if normal. You look at this guy too though. Yes, you're like he doesn't give good vibes. He does not give he, good vibes. He also there's also a lot of other like things that made him a really good suspect for both the police and the media. Now, again, we, we talked about this already. The media jumped on this because mm-hmm. this is a pretty white pregnant woman who is missing middle class, suburban, middle class, suburban. They publicized that they've named the baby already. They, little they Connor. Wild. They really latch on to like poor Lacey, poor Connor. I'm not saying that's wrong. I definitely feel bad for them, but like the media's immediate <laughs> jump to the assumption that Scott did it is a huge problem. But well, but let me let's it doesn't help the case when you have it doesn't. You know, like all the like this media firestorm. But honestly, I don't think it would have mattered to the police. They would have still done what, the, yeah. the this the police work in this case. We usually talk about this when we're like, "Oh man, no one was found and convicted and the police suck." This case, someone was convicted and the police still suck in this case. Oh, the police no. work is so shoddy. Or I know. Or but here's, let's talk about though. Let's like let's like indulge Mindy's rage and let's talk about what made him such a good candidate. He declined a polygraph. He appeared completely unconcerned about the investigation. Why would you decline a polygraph if you're the spouse? If that, if you're worried about your wife, like well, I have mixed feelings about this because I mean, that's true. I mean, I have mixed feelings about polygraphs yeah. in general. But, you know, if I would, like, I'd be like, yeah. It makes, if, you're, if you have nothing to hide. It makes you seem a lot more cooperative if you're willing. Ugh. If you're willing. Um, so, a part of me is like, okay, he's, he's very concerned about protecting himself. Good for him, I guess, because a lot of people are falsely convicted, as we're going to dive in to later. But also, it, you're not helping the suspicion. And spoiler around alert. Spoiler you. alert. Yeah. He, he gets convicted. Oh, yeah. We're g- yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're jumping I just ahead. remember that, and I was like, this She's like, bitch. I really want to talk about how trashy he is. Yeah, we're getting there. Don't I'm, you worry. Okay. We're going to dive into that. Sorry, uh, for everyone. <laughs> I'm sure they know. I'm sure they know. Um, okay, so his testimony didn't satisfy the police either because they asked him details like, what kind of bait did you use while fishing? And he couldn't tell them. He was like, I don't know. No way. What kind of bait I used. Yeah, like, par- details were not coming to him. and he's lying. <laughs> okay, Mindy. <laughs> That's, it does make him look like a good suspect. If you're suspect. a fisherman, you know what bait you're using. Yes. If, Are what, you using live bait? Are you using lures? Oh, yeah. So, I, listen. Here, I, devil's advocate again, though. This was his first time going out on the boat. Maybe he's not actually. Maybe he, on this boat, yeah. Maybe he wasn't an experienced fisherman. Now, granted, even me not knowing anything would be like it was alive and squiggly, like it was like it was a wigg- worm. It was wiggling around, oh my God, like I it, something like that. that makes so, me so mad. I'm not saying. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, anyway. So his testimony, his alibi, like it wasn't really holding water as far as. Even though they had the timestamp ticket. He's not ticket. making himself look good. He's not. He's not doing himself favors. He's given everybody icks. Like, he's just... 
and he, he he comes off very narcissistic like he's really only concerned about how this is going to affect him mm-hmm. and it's not a good look it's not a good look regardless of how much evidence they have against you probably try to appear sad that your <laughs> wife is missing <laughs> Maybe act like you care. Maybe act like you care that your wife that your and unborn, unborn child, child is missing. See, again, I'm he's trash. I'm not going to defend his character. He's trash. Um, but the media went, again, media went wild. They heavily, because the police were so, it was, remember it's Cheryl Coker case that we talked about. The police were abnormally, like, direct in pointing the finger at the suspect. He wasn't convicted. But they're like, yeah, Bill Coker is well, the guy who yeah, did it. He's their prime now, in that case, I fully do believe there's yeah. a lot of evidence suggesting yes. that he did do it, but that's not usual behavior for a cop. And so in the Scott Peterson case, when you have severely less evidence against him, you simply have bad vibes to go off of. Mm-hmm. It's weird for the police to be like, oh, yeah, it was Scott Peterson. Mm-hmm. And then the media is like, yeah, it was Scott Peterson. Let's like persecute him publicly. Yeah, he's not a great guy, but maybe get your facts first before right. you accuse yeah, I mean, him I of do, murdering like, a I woman. I totally agree with that. So what's sad to me is that Lacey's family, right off the bat, defended him. They're like, no, 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 no. They have a perfect oh, marriage. Yeah. No, he's an had, incredibly totally gentle man. Yeah, they did. They were like, no, he has nothing to do with this. He's just grieving differently, which everyone does grieve differently. But also, like, if you're being investigated you're for murder, maybe be self-aware of your behavior. If you grieve differently than other people, maybe at least be like, the public is not going to like how I'm responding. Yeah. You know, like some self-awareness would have done him some good, but he had none. Yeah. He was just like, I'm just going to act like I don't. And he didn't pursue like when she was missing. If it were me, if if I were Scott Peterson and my wife and unborn baby were missing, I would be hounding the police every week for updates. Every I day would I would sleep. be like, please yeah, tell me anything out you there found. searching myself. Yeah. With my friends beyond going door to door that first day that the police were called. Scott did not pursue any information he did not go you know to the why? police for updates he did i know why you think you he did why? that yes because he did it <laughs> okay. he done did it december 31st <laughs> we're just gonna keep going because that guy december because that guy did it december 31st the city of modesto held modesto that's how you say it modesto had a vigil for oh. Lacey and connor that's so sad. It, yes. And it's at this vigil, again, with the self-awareness, it's at this vigil that Scott was photographed smiling and laughing. Now, granted, one of those pictures, he's talking to his young niece. So when you're with kids, yeah, yeah. when you're with kids, it, yeah. you don't... It's it could have been taken out of context. It, yes. Yeah. And a photograph is like a second. I'll give you that. He could have been laughing for 30 seconds, yeah. and they got two pictures of him, and were like, look at him. Look at this douchebag at his wife's vigil. But, you know, he did seem like generally the witnesses there were like, yeah, he seemed like oddly unbothered. Again, like maybe act like you care that your wife is missing. That's um, suspicious. Yeah, I know. I know. So January 16th of that next year, not too long later. Yeah. So we're, um, we're, we're, we're in 2003. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. That she's gone. Um, if the vigil pictures weren't enough. <laughs> To seal his coffin in the media conviction that he was already facing. Um, A woman by the name of Amber Fry saw the news uh, because you couldn't get away from it. Yeah, it was everywhere. And saw that this man who is allegedly grieving his missing wife and unborn child was her boyfriend. She's (sighs) like, that's weird. Um, Okay. So she calls the police and says, um... (laughs) I've been dating that guy. He didn't tell me he was married. He said he was a widow or a widower that his wife was dead. And this was going to be his first Christmas without his wife. Doesn't look. It doesn't look good, Scott. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. (laughs) Yes, he did. He told Amber that I I lost my wife and this is going to be my first Christmas without her. I killed her um, on my boat, and 
I told everyone I was fishing. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of bait I used. Yeah, that is not good. It's not a good look. It's not, no. And I'm not even going to defend him here. It's not a good look. It's not good. Um, even if you're cheating on your pregnant wife. You're cheating like, on your... On, see? Dude. And that's what I mean. Like, I... Come on. The whole time I was researching for this case and watching videos and looking through the evidence, I was like, okay, the emotional side of me does not want him to be innocent because he doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. You're cheating on your pregnant wife. You seem you're really lying. cold and detached. You're, you're lying about weird stuff. Yeah. But there's then the a lo- lot of characteristics that aren't good. No. But then the logical side of me was like, you can be a piece of crap and still not, not have murderer. killed her. Yeah. 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 So, you can be, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's totally true. So like, you can be, you could even be a sociopath and yeah, not be And a not actually killed yeah. her. He's really, I get though, because I was on this bandwagon too, like for literally up until this year when I was reading it, rereading all the stuff about it, I was like 100% he did it. No doubt in my mind he did it. No doubt. He is horrible. My dude is guilty for sure. <sighs> we'll dive if in. I was on that jury. Yeah. Well. Well, wait till you bring up evidence. Like, well. I want to know, know the evidence. The evidence. In court. Uh, there's, I will warn you, there is zero physical evidence against him. And there is 100% corruption on that jury. And that doesn't look good. That's interesting. That doesn't look good for justice's sake either. No. So and, and I have. We we know we've seen yeah. that the justice system does not. It's not perfect. It's not. It's not foolproof. Yeah. And, sometimes and, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. We convict innocent people. Yeah. And uh, also guilty people. He's go free. Like it's. Yeah. It's not a perfect system. By the end, even if you don't agree with me, we can probably agree that we don't want him to be happy. Yeah. We don't want him to be happy. I don't think or he like, killed her, but I don't want him to be happy either. So, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but well, we'll get to it. We're only in January. OK, she hasn't even been found yet. So in January, Amber Fry, she she comes to the police. She says this is what's been happening since November of 2002. So he said that to her, that he was a widower. <laughs> I don't know, can't say widower cohesively. He's a widower who is facing his first Christmas without his wife. He said that in November of 2002. Not great. He, Doesn't bode well. He was planning. Yeah. So, um, early December, they attend a Christmas party together and they're photographed doing this. So, like, e- there's evidence of this affair for sure. Um, in January, um, the 24th. So, uh, about a week later, she, Amber, do- does a press conference pushed by the police coming forward and saying, I have been working with the, this, the police. This is what has been happening. I have been collecting re- audio recordings of our phone calls together. Stuff like that. Um, she basically makes it very clear to the media that she 100% believes Scott killed his wife. Um, That's important. It is, I guess. Uh, Scott says... If she knew him enough to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm just very curious to see why you think he did. That. I really don't think he did. Um, I think he's garbage, though. So I'm not even. I'm not going to defend anything about Amber Fry. Like he, he kind of deserves <laughs> some level of the of the anguish that this whole media frenzy slash eventual conviction caused him. Like he deserves some of that, but I don't think like the actual. Yeah, I'm just really crime. curious what you think happened. Yeah. Oh, the theories are juicy. I have juicy theories. Um. So. Scott, and I don't like this either, Scott claims that Lacey 100% knew about the affair with Amber. And how I easy, sh- how, you like, <laughs> shut up, you shut your mouth. You know she did not. You know she did not. It's such an easy thing. It's kind of like, Ugh. it's it's an easy it's like thing to claim. It's guy. Yeah. Yeah, no. We need to do that one too. Uh, yeah, that one, that one for sure. For sure, I hate that guy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Scott, you go ahead. Yeah. Right before we have our baby. It's really easy to say that because she's dead and can't defend her. Well, she, we don't know she's dead at you this point. Ahead. But she's missing and can't defend herself and can't be like, um, actually, Scott, I didn't realize that you were having an affair and we thought about it or whatever. Um, So anyway, so that, the Amber Fry thing fueled the fire. Like, sure. the media went Which, I mean, even I more mean, crazy. If you think about it, that's a that's motive. Yes, 
it for sure is motive. And with that paired with like his weird behavior, his whole like lack of empathy, his lack of empathy, his like alibi kind of being strange and only like half confirmed because they're like, you're not giving details you should know, but I also fishing, but I don't know. Yeah, if I caught we anything believe you were or... there, but we don't believe you were fishing. Like yeah. there's a, there's a lot of things while not actually admissible in court actual concrete evidence it's definitely influential for the media and for a potential jury because it's emotionally charged so nancy grace was one of the biggest and loudest voices for this case in the media like she she ran scott peterson across the rails like she was like this guy did it he's every segment she was like hounding on the fact that he did it and he's garbage but it's interesting because she used to be a prosecutor Mm -hmm. And every time she talked about the case, it was it was emotional. Mm-hmm. And that was it. She wasn't talking about evidence. She was talking about he wasn't able to answer this obscure question. Therefore, he did it. Now, some of them were valid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he he claimed his wife was dead and he wouldn't be having Christmas with her. And then he was right. So, yeah, I don't blame her for harping on that. But well, like, it's like weird. Like he could remember like what she was watching on the TV. But he yeah, can't but he can't remember bait. what bait he used. Yeah. So you there's know? like there's there's stuff that I'm not going to lie. It, is it doesn't not, make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't track. It doesn't look good. It it's understandable that everyone has this opinion. But the way they they like harped on it every time you turned on the news was probably inappropriate. Well, and it, I mean, it really, like, everybody gets that idea without it, yeah. you know. Yeah. I can see why. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. I did. I was like, uh, 100%. For sure this guy did it. 100%. He's having he an affair. Like, he, he has scary He clearly eyes. doesn't care. He's dead behind the eyes. Like, that guy That's what I'm saying. Like, messed up. Like, there's, like, I feel like there's certain people that give you a feeling mm-hmm. and, like... Like, something is wrong with him. Yes. Something is, is indisputably wrong yes. with him. For sure. So the pub, the running theory that the public was going with, and a lot of this was heavily influenced by Nancy Grace, um, but the police went with this too, was that Scott killed Lacey the night of the 23rd, took her on the boat the day of the 24th, and dumped her in the marina. That was like, they were, they were, talked about it like it was fact, like this is what Scott well, we Peterson that, did. That timeline. The timeline doesn't track. Right. So let's, let's take out that part. Let's assume he killed her and dumped her in the marina for a second. And just hang on to maybe that part of the theory could be right until we got dive into the actual evidence. So the the trial was such a mess. The oh, investigation I'm sure it was a circus. the investigation was a mess anyway because the police didn't even look at, into other suspects. They were po- they were given witness statements that suggested that there could have been other people they could have looked into, and they were like, no, 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 Scott did it. We don't need to look into. That's a that's a dumb lead. Like we're not gonna pursue any of that because this this makes sense. And it doesn't comfort me at all to know that the police had blinders on and because aren't you supposed to be thorough? Mm -hmm. Even if he looks great, even if it looks like an open and shut case, shouldn't you take witness statements seriously enough to entertain them for a bit? For sure. I don't know. And we'll go into what those witness statements were in a second. But in the trial, they had uh, allegedly they had a search dog um, track Lacey's scent. Now, most of the time I'm like, yeah, good job. Good job, little search dogs. But in this case... Search dogs cannot track sense if they're in a moving vehicle. They can track sense if it's like if she physically walked on the pavement or walked through the grass, they can smell that. But this trial, they posed evidence that a search dog followed Lacey's scent and concluded that she was put into a vehicle, driven to the marina, driven to the end of the pier and put into a boat. No way. There's no way a dog would be able to track that. But the, yeah, but, not in a vehicle. Yeah, no. Not tra- yeah. No, but they used that as evidence. That was one of the pieces of evidence that is absolute yeah, bogus. So, and 75% of most uh, tracking dog tactics are inaccurate anyway because it, it's an animal. There's a margin for error there. Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes, sometimes they like, get it wrong. Like if a, if a, you know, a scent dog will like, you know, track something, mm-hmm. they'll use other dogs to see if they'll, like, stop at the yeah. same mark. And that's how you kind of know whether or not. And to be fair, some of it's up to human interpretation. Yeah. So the dog's doing their job. I'm not knocking the dog at all. I'm knocking everybody who thought that was science and that it was indisputable science. Right. And that they could present it as such. Um, they, they also were like, yeah, she was put under a tarp 
in the truck. How do you know that? How would the dog smell it and be like, yeah, she was in a tr- she yeah, was under I mean, a tarp. That's a, that's a weird like it's a weird thing to jump to. to yeah. Um, Without and it shouldn't have. Yeah, it shouldn't have. But the judge was like, yeah, that sounds legit. <laughs> that sounds right. This yeah. judge is great at his job. Um, they believed the police and prosecution believed that Scott took an unconscious Lacey onto his 14 foot boat rode her out and pushed her over the side of the boat, attaching anchors to her. There's no evidence of this. This is just their idea. Like, this sounds like something that would be good to do and effective. So the defense team tried this. They're like, okay, we don't have evidence, but let's try and see if this is even a feasible theory. So they tried to duplicate it on water with anchors and everything, and the boat capsized every time. Like, you couldn't successfully do it without the boat sustaining some kind of like upheaval and a little bit of damage like it was not it 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 didn't seem like it was valid the judge watched this video of them testing this and was like um that's not close enough to what their theory is so i'm not gonna allow that in court but the jury and the prosecution were allowed to test it on land where it's stable and concluded yeah this is a valid theory because we can Get on a boat on land where it won't rock over and capsize. And how big was the boat? 14 feet. Okay, so it was a little boat. Yeah. So, But if you're testing it on water, which is like what Scott would have been doing it on, yeah. and that doesn't work, but then you, to- you, you test it on the beach, and you're like, that works, well, duh. Are they, are they, are they talking about the anchor portion? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like how, because they couldn't find her body. Right. So clearly, like, he would have to use an anchor necessarily to weight a body down. It's a weird detail to throw into their theory, though, huh? Yeah, it is interesting. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, the judge, this is a little bit of the corruption that made this trial so hectic. The judge allowed the jury and prosecution to be like, yes, the on-land test, that's valid. Let's use that to support your theory. But he said, no, you can't take the water version, which would be the accurate version. Interesting. And admit that as actual evidence to refute this theory. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Weird, right? Yeah, that's very weird. Weird. Um, the jurors were also changed multiple times. Like, there was so much turnover every time. Like, so first of all, when they first got their jury, the judge asked them. So normally, if you're on jury, a jury, you're asked if you believe in, like, capital punishment, for example. If you believe in the death sentence. Now, saying, no, I don't believe in it does not, like, you can't be dismissed because of that. But then they will follow up with, if you see, uh, like, I don't know the actual question, but it has to do with, like, if you if you see it as a just punishment, depending on whatever the verdict and evidence that is produced. So basically, like, if this judgment were made on someone you that could be worthy of it, like, would you be on board with that? Basically, they're trying to see if, like, even if you are fundamentally against it, right. if you're faced with a case with a child rapist and murderer and the rest of the jury says death penalty, death penalty. will you agree right or are you going to refute because they have to have an anonymous jury sure, sure, right sure, 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 sure. so it's not something that'll get you knocked off but it is something that they're going to consider when forming a jury uh, i mean the death penalty is a tricky it's a tricky thing it's, a really it's tricky not thing. A, always an easy yes or no i want right. it to happen right, right. but in this case the first question the judge would be like do you believe in the death penalty if you said no he didn't even ask the second question you were dismissed you weren't chosen oh, that is that's and that is unconstitutional that is unconstitutional really, really interesting mm-hmm. and the judge was like we don't want anyone who's gonna not give him the death penalty tell me that's not sketchy um that's, that's a little sketch and every time a juror even suggested that scott could be innocent there was a reason that arose for them to be dismissed. So, like, one of them was uh, talking about, well, maybe he's innocent. Let's, like, relook at the evidence. I'm not... He was a very logical kind of guy. I'm pretty sure he was the foreman, but don't quote me on that. He was a very, like, logical, like, let's go through the physical evidence and then rediscuss. I feel like that's what you should do. That's, that's what, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, don't go off of the... And this is what makes the media so tricky. Everyone goes into it emotionally charged. Sure. Especially when they're, like, there was a... a it was his wife and unborn baby. Like, mm-hmm. if you emotionally connect to that you are going to hate scott regardless of what evidence is before you but this guy was like let's look at the evidence and actually dive into the the physical evidence one of the other jurors picked a fight with him physically harmed him and when he went to the judge and was like i don't feel safe can this be dealt with he was the one dismissed not the guy who assaulted him wild yeah 
So whether you think Scott did it or not, the jury was a hot mess and shouldn't have happened. Like Wild. the whole group of them. If you go, go Google the jury for Scott Peterson. There's this one girl they called Strawberry Shortcake because she had like pink hair. She was so, she was a hot mess. She was like highly emotional. She like trash talked Scott every time she could. Like she was so clearly biased. Like she, there was no way she should have been allowed on that jury. It was insane. That is was insane. really interesting. So, yeah. So, uh. Ultimately, as we've spoiled already, Scott Peterson was convicted and given the death penalty in March of 2005. He's currently spending time in San Quentin State Prison, where he continues to file for appeals. All of them are still pending. Like, he hasn't been rejected necessarily, but they're also not not approved. The California Attorney General, though, quote, rebuked the request for a new trial and said there is overwhelming evidence for Scott's guilt. Notably, however, there is zero physical evidence supporting this verdict. And we're going to dive into all of the physical evidence in part two. We're also going to talk more about the sketchy jurors. I kind of spoiled some of that because I got all heated about the jury. Um, We're going to talk about the actual autopsies when they found the bodies. The autopsies make no sense either for Scott doing it. Um, We're going to talk about other potential victims. And we're going to talk about a robbery that happened that day that was never brought up in the trial. Wild. Wild. Wild stuff. Yeah. So that's the end of part one of the Scott Ooh. Peterson case. I don't think I've changed Mindy's mind yet. No. But, no, you haven't. But there's, it's part two you might. Got time. Part two might. Got time. Maybe. Is it, it snack time? If not, that's fine. It's snack time. What do we got today? All right. We've got. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Carolina Gold Barbecue Chip. These are actually really, really love They're very tasty. I might have opened them already. (laughs) That's okay. There's still some left. Ready? Mmm. It's a good chip. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as, yeah, as far as barbecue chips go. So it tastes like actual barbecue sauce. I know. Okay, I like that. It's not yeah. just barbecue flavored, it's barbecue sauce yeah, flavored. This is a five skull chip. Five skulls. Hands down. Mmm. Well, if you liked this episode, tell us about it. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I think the interactive interactive question for this episode is gonna be Are what you, do you think? are you convinced yet? <laughs> The Scott's innocent. Who, who do you side with? I don't think anyone's going to have a solid opinion until the end of part two. Yeah. But if you've already been like, okay, now I'm I'm questioning whether Scott is a piece of trash I mean, and a that. killer right. or just a piece of trash. Because I still have inner conflict about it. Because I want to be so absolute. I want to be like, no, you, no I get you're garbage, totally, therefore you're I, a murderer. I totally get that. I don't know, guys. I think he's just a really, really, really convenient. Um, he's just a shitty dude. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He'd be who I'd frame. Hands down. Not that I would go murder pregnant women, but, like, really, though, if she has a crabby husband, like... <laughs> I'm very curious to see, to hear the theories. I have a few that you're going to be like, okay, I don't think you're going to... I don't think I'm going to convince you by the end of part two, but I think you'll at least be like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That could have... consider it. That could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. We do all the things. Hope you like the video. Yeah. See your faces. And yeah. If you see all of it, we yeah, may or we may post not it. post all of it. Maybe segments of it. Yeah, we'll see. We could. It'd be a fun reel. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So you might see us. Yeah. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>